Well, it's a wonderful blessing to see Bryson up here with these children each week, isn't it? It's a blessing to see you and to see them having brought these shoe boxes today to shine the light of Jesus Christ to children across the world, many of whom may never have heard about the Lord Jesus Christ before. Isn't it wonderful to think that the children here this morning will be sitting in heaven someday with the children that these shoeboxes are going to? Let that soak in a moment. It's a wonderful blessing to the Lord to hear His grown adult children lift up their voices in victory and sing praises to our faithful Father and His Son, the King of Kings, Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the Lamb of God who is the only one worthy of worship. That's why we sing this morning. It's why we pray. It's why we give. It's why we open God's Word. It's why we open our hearts so He can speak to us. Because He is worthy of our worship. Open your Bibles this morning to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 14. As I preach to you this message today, worthy is the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5. And the Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat... On the throne, this is the Father, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. That is, there is nothing else that could be written on this document. It's completely full, front and back. And it's sealed up. Only one who's authorized could slide their hand down the side of the scroll and break open the seals to read it. Verse 2, then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? This is the Father's document the title deed to His universe that He made. And verse 3 says, And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look at it. So I wept much. This is John the Apostle writing these words as he has a vision from the Lord. John said, I wept much because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look at it. No one could read 
the contents that the Father had prepared. And verse 5 says, But one of the elders said to me, and this is just interesting in and of itself, there's 24 elders gathered around the throne in Revelation. Most scholars, most students of the Bible, including me, believe that 12 of those elders are the 12 sons of Jacob, representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And another 12 of those elders are the 12 apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it have been something if John and his vision was confronted by John and his vision? But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seals. And I looked, John said, and behold, in the midst of the throne, the place where the Father is reigning from, and of the four living creatures surrounding the throne, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns, horns being a representation of power, having seven eyes, eyes being a representation of knowledge, able to see everything which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And this lamb, verse 7 says, he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. God remembers and knows every word you pray. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed to us, have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on earth. Then I looked and I heard the sound of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them I heard saying, 
blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Jesus is the Lamb of God who is the only one worthy of worship. The book of Revelation is not primarily a book about end-time events. Stop watching YouTube videos and read it. The book of Revelation is about a person, and his name is Jesus. He is the end, as well as the beginning the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. In the book of Revelation, John the Apostle recorded a vision of the revealed or unveiled Jesus Christ. And in Revelation chapter 5, in the verses that we just read, he saw the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God who is worthy of worship. There are two features about this lamb that I want you to note in particular this morning. How the lamb of God is described here in these verses shows us who the lamb of God is and why he is the only one worthy of our worship. The first feature I want you to notice about this lamb is that this lamb had been slain. The slain Lamb. The word to slay means to kill or to execute. John, who wrote this book of the Bible, would have been familiar with the slaughter of lambs. As a Jew, he had grown up reading about the sacrifices that God had prescribed in the Old Testament. You were to select a lamb, the best of the flock, without blemish. Take it to the temple in Jerusalem. Offer it to the priest so that he could inspect it. The priest would inspect the lamb, not the man who brought the lamb. And if the lamb was found to be without spot or blemish, the lamb would be sacrificed Picturing a substitute for this man who was imperfect. As the priest would bring the lamb as an offering, he would take one of the knives that had been consecrated to the Lord for the sole purpose of executing these little precious animals. As he would slit the throat of these little lambs, the blood would run out. And I know grown men would cry. Because they would see a precious life being given on their behalf. When the Lord Jesus Christ came on the scene and John the Apostle first laid eyes on him, John the Baptist said these words, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away 
the sin of the world. John was the only one of the twelve apostles who was standing there at the foot of the cross. In John chapter 19, watching as the pure, precious, spotless Lamb of God was being altered upon the altar, offered upon the altar of the cross. And as His blood was shed, John saw the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. In verse 9, the elders, the living creatures, are singing this song. Perhaps John was one of them. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain. And you have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. The slain lamb is worthy of worship because he has redeemed us by his blood. And he's redeemed all of us who have trusted in him by his blood. When John the Baptist pointed to Jesus, he didn't say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of Israel. He didn't say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of Americans or Arkansans. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. God has redeemed us by His blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. I want you to see that God's heart is for this world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. If you're wondering why we brought some 70 shoeboxes to send the children overseas, when there's children here in our community that may need Christmas presents, here's the reason why. Because Jesus Christ died for those children just like he died for our children. And I want you to think about this with me this morning. When you come to worship on Sunday mornings in in this building, there aren't just people from Arkansas who are here. Have you ever thought about that before? There's people from Arkansas who are here, and I'm thankful There's people in here from Panama. There's people in here from South Africa. There have been people out here in times from Mexico, from Iran, from Russia. You might have not even known it. Can I share with you that one day when we get to glory, there's not just going to be people from Arkansas that are there. There's going to be people from everywhere. Because the Lamb of God gave his life for the sins of the world. And we're going to be worshiping him together forever. And we need to understand that though it is a great blessing to worship 
the slain lamb in here as a church family this morning. There are more that God wants to come to Him and worship. And we've got to go bring them into the fold. The slain lamb is worthy of worship because He has redeemed us by His blood. The first two of the young 29 Moravian missionaries exemplify what it means to worship the lamb, the slain lamb. They encourage us in how we are to worship and call others to worship Him. I want you to listen to the story of these first two Moravian missionaries. Under the tutelage of Count Nicholas von Zinzendorf, these men sensed a strong call to take the good news of Jesus Christ to African slaves who had been pulled from their native homelands and sent to the Dutch West Indies. Although the desire of these two young men was commendable, the breaking of a social norm to associate, to live with slaves, and the practicality of going about such an endeavor were major obstacles. When a ship was finally procured for these first two missionaries who went, their fellow brothers in Christ gathered on the shore, praying as the boat departed. And as these two missionaries left on the boat, they shouted back to their friends on the shore these words. May the Lamb receive the reward of His suffering. Has the Lamb of God received the reward of His suffering in your life? Have you given your life to the one who gave His life for you? Are you like John the Baptist proclaiming to people that you meet Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb has been slain. He's worthy of our worship. I also want you to notice a second feature about this Lamb. Not only was this Lamb slain, but this Lamb was standing the lamb was standing. And you notice as you read through Revelation chapter 5 that every time it mentions the lamb being slain, it mentions having been slain or was slain. Past tense verbs. In other words, the lamb had died, but the lamb was no longer dead. Slain animals don't move. They can't stand erect. But living lambs can and do. Though this lamb had died, it was alive. Maybe you remember some of the lyrics of one of the songs we sang this morning. In the morning that you rose, all of heaven held its breath as the stone was moved for good for the lamb 
had conquered death. John, along with Peter, are the only two of the twelve disciples that the Bible mentions specifically as having run back to Jesus' tomb after the women reported that He had been resurrected. And you remember the story that John recorded in the gospel account. They heard the news that Jesus' tomb was empty. They couldn't believe it. The women that told them were hysterical. In fact, Mary had even said that she had seen Him alive. And Peter and John took off running. John was excited. Out ran Peter and got to the tomb and the stone was moved. And he looked in. The body was gone. And he just stood there in silence. Peter went around him and walked into the tomb and it was empty. It was empty because the lamb that had been slain was now standing alive. Jesus is not only worthy of worship because He was slain, He is also worthy of worship because He has risen from the dead and has bestowed to us a kingdom through His resurrection and has made us kings and priests to our God. The Lord Jesus Christ is alive. This one who died for the sins of the world was not conquered by death, but defeated death and the grave. He was not done in by sin, but He did away with our sin. And that's why He's worthy of our worship. Back at the beginning of this year, some of you remember the news articles and even television spots. Social media was buzzing about an outbreak of revival in Asbury, Kentucky. What began on February the 8th turned into a 16-day long worship service. It just didn't stop. People were praying. People were confessing sin. People were giving their lives to Christ. There's testimonies of people having been healed. People were forgiving others who had wronged them and had been carrying around hurt and bitterness and anger for years. And people were singing God's praise. A song that just naturally, supernaturally became a song that was repeated throughout this time of worship was a song called Worthy of It All. And it it goes something like this. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things, you deserve the glory. 
They would just sing it and repeat it for hours upon end. Because they recognized that Jesus was worthy of worship. That this one who had died for them was alive in heaven and they were singing his praise to him. A pastor that I dearly love and respect had the opportunity to be there within the first few days of this revival at Asbury. He led a prayer gathering for pastors and ministers in the Arkansas Baptist State Convention back at the end of August down at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Little Rock. And we sang there at that prayer meeting that song, Worthy of It All. It was wonderful. We prayed, and we cried, and we praised the Lord. At one point during the prayer gathering, a, a pastor was called upon to share a testimony about how the Lord had revived his heart in the church that he pastors in Oklahoma. I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember the name of the church that he pastors. I really don't even remember a whole lot of what he talked about. But he asked pastors to come forward at the end of his testimony to pray for their churches, pray for the next generation, to pray for themselves, to see a mighty move of God. And I got up and walked forward and knelt down at a chair. There were already people surrounding the stage. And as we prayed, The group leading worship sang the song, Is He Worthy? And as I was praying, I'm sorry, I've only shared this story with my wife. because I still don't know what to do about it. As I was praying, and as they were singing, is he worthy? I could hear them all. I don't know how to, how to tell you. As I was praying, I could hear them all. It's 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands in heaven and they don't stop. They just sing worthy as the Lamb. And it's people from everywhere, from all over the place. And they just keep singing. And I don't know what to do. I, I can't get over it. 
I just sat there and cried. I thought I've, I, I've thought that I'm crazy. I really have. But guys, Jesus has redeemed for himself a people from every tribe and tongue and nation. And there are people from Lesotho who have died to go and be with the Lord that are already singing, He is worthy. And there are family members of yours who are already there because they trusted in Jesus and they've died and gone to glory and they're already singing, He is worthy. And God wants more. He wants more to come to Him through faith in His Son and sing His praises for all eternity. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Jesus is the Lamb of God who is the only one worthy of worship. Will you worship Jesus? The Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world to forgive the sins of the world. That Lamb who is now standing in heaven victorious and alive. Folks, you can think I am crazy if you want to. But I know one day, if you trust in Jesus, you're going to get to hear it too. And if you don't trust in Jesus, I want you to today. So that you can hear it. And so that you can sing. Along with all of the redeemed. Of all the ages. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father God. The one on the throne. Lord we cry out worthy is the lamb today. God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to this earth to die on the cross for our sins. And God, we thank you for raising him to new life. God, I pray God, I pray that if there's anyone here today who has not ever given their life to the one who gave his life for them, that today they would, that they would be saved so that they can sing the song of the Lamb. Hey, God, I pray for those of us who are here today who have come to know Jesus Christ. God, I pray that we would be faithful to go 
to our neighbors and to the nations, to point people to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so that the Lamb may receive the reward of his suffering. God, would you move and work in hearts now? Would you call people to yourself? Would you call out missionaries and pastors, people to preach the gospel to the ends of this earth? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.